from GRNE Solar. This. This. This is What's Up. Everyone, welcome What's back. Up? What's Up? Video episode number two and also quarantine episode number two. Yeah. We are back. We decided that the people need their video content and they need their sustainability. So we're going to give it to you. Yep, we're here. We're here to do another, <laughs> like I'm repeating you again, video and audio version of, uh, of the Watsa podcast. So exactly. it was widely accepted. Last episode that we did, video and audio, people loved it. So we thought we would uh, show our faces again. Yeah, as if you don't have enough things to watch already in the quarantine between all of your streaming services, you get to watch us talk a little bit for it too. So, exactly. Uh, we have another episode, just Watts in the News, going to be just Marie and I, old school, just talking, kicking it back, talking about kind of what's going on uh, with, you know, sustainability, renewable energy, um, you know, especially maybe, maybe, you know, if we really get into it, it might give you a little bit of a market update. We start talking about how kind of solar markets happening in the quarantine and in the uh, stay at home under pandemic, but, you know, we'll maybe save that to the end. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Marie, I will let you start this time then, since I always have to start off the episodes. Um, Why don't you tell us what you found in the news? So a lot of what's going on in the news, um, I don't know about other people's families or or things that like traditions other families do, but um, around Mother's Day or around this time of year, um, it's widely known throughout my family that this is the time to start planting because the Um, the weather is kind of leveling out as best as it can for Illinois. Um, A long line of farmers and you guys just use your your almanac to be able to tell you. Yeah, we like bust that thing out. Um, This this year it was a Zoom call, so we uh, busted out the almanac. What did it say? No, just kidding. Um, Plant, plant now! Yeah, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I'm sure as a lot of people, you know, the gardening centers are opening back up um, and then Home Depot and things have always been open and I thought it would be a great time to talk about different natural pest controls um, and environmentally friendly options um, to rid your either home or garden of of pests. Um, So I do have a few notes. This is a mashup from a number of different articles, but I thought they were just little tidbits that everyone could use or implement. So a lot of the times with home extermination or when you're using those non-organic or non-environmentally friendly pest controls, um, your question is probably like, why can't I use those? They're fast, they're inexpensive, um, and mostly they're fast. (laughs) And they work too, yeah, big time. Um, And so these, those home extermination um, methods and those, those big, chemical ridden products, um, they really, they're not good for the ecosystem overall. So the problem with those is there's tons of chemicals in them and because you're spraying them mostly outside or even at points inside, um, they're getting into either the air or water sources or um, evaporating into the soil. Um, And so those can disrupt Uh, ecosystems and then they can also disrupt you know they're harmful to humans harmful to plants or well definitely harmful to plants and harmful to animals so it's 
it's a combination of everyone using them that has the most adverse effect on what's going on 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 the environment um so more times than not if you have an issue that's completely out of control you can talk with your exterminator or um pest control person well it would be an exterminator right you would talk to your exterminator and they would have options that you could balance out using you know a heavy chemicals and then ultra also natural options um, and that may not be as quick as you would like because those chemicals just come in and take out everything but right. it is an option that you can that you can have and it's definitely less harmful to you less harmful to your pets um, so some natural pest control um, item things I wanted to get into of just things that you can plant within your garden or put around your home um, that can repel pests and critters. So a few of them, and we've, this is actually tried and true by our home. So at our old house, we had problems with ants um, and mint is a big uh, natural pest control that, really? that like no animal likes mints mint cats spiders all of them don't wow. like mint. i don't know mint's delicious yeah right um so mint basil lavender rosemary are all natural repellents for indoor and outdoor so, oh. so uh, just like spray liquid mint all over your house well at the old house it was a natural uh ant repellent and we would spray it and it was pet friendly which was great and cats by the way don't like mint either and we have a cat um so she stayed away from it as well as it got rid of the ants um it wasn't something that they take back to their nest so we weren't really getting the root so when you yeah. do have ants at your home um typically once that line has been adapted by the ant colony, they continue mm -hmm. to travel that line. So we weren't killing it at the, getting rid of it at the source, but it was something that um, we were able to spray and they would be killed right away and then oh, we would nice. sweep them up. Yeah. And so and I know we were having issues with that too. And we usually just go with the good old fashioned can of raid and just yeah. spray it all over, you know, our floors and countertops or whatever has. has yeah. Anything. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, if the dog goes in and like gets it on its paws, you just have to be careful with it. Yeah. And then you're um, always careful of like putting your own dishes or foods or touching that surface. It's like, eh. right. I, mean, I don't think this would kill me in a small dose, but you know. Yeah. 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 Um, so they were saying those mint, basil, lavender, rosemary, those are all, um, uh, spices and herbs that you can sprinkle either like put in a baggie and put in your pantry or put on you know underneath like that cabinet area um, or anywhere that you're finding pests um, even within your garden you can plant these and it will uh, lessen the effects yeah. from yeah from those huh. and they were also saying um, mint and rosemary are air are um, repellents that are doubly efficient because they repel who you don't want but then they attract like honeybees um, and pollinators and those are, the, those are the insects that you want within your garden 
yeah, yeah. Bees, bees are good. We, we've talked about the bee problem mm-hmm. going on. So we always want bees. Yeah. Um, other uh, herb spices that you can do are cinnamon, paprika, cayenne, salt, turmeric, uh, black pepper. Those can be put in your windowsills or around different areas of your home um, mm-hmm. so that you can naturally repel the pests. Um, is there a difference between turmeric and turmeric? I've heard both. Or is it the same know. thing? I kind of like sounded it out on the fly. I think it's turmeric, but... I've heard it called that. <laughs> you can't also... my pronunciation of anything. <laughs> I feel like I've also heard people talk about turmeric. I don't know if it's something yeah. different or if it's just like potato, potato, essentially the same thing. Yeah, it sounds like very an industrial word, like something you wouldn't want to eat. Kind of like borax, like you can, I'm pretty sure you can like You don't eat eat borax, right? You definitely don't eat borax. definitely don't eat borax. There's a different word. There's a different, uh, (laughs) this was my idea to record too, so. This is why the video is is so perfect because there were, these reactions happened like in the other episodes and people just didn't get to see it where it just leaves me speechless sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) Um, There's also things that you can use after you eat or peel it. Um, You can compost within your garden. So things like citrus peels, banana peels, those are natural insecticides, but they also help um, with composting and can and make the soil more nutritious for Fertilize. your plants. Um, and take then, your banana peels, throw them out in the garden. Right. Don't slip on them though. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's also things like attracting birds and even bats, which can control the insect population in your garden. Um, and not, a lot let's of not mention bats right now. It's kind of a weird time for bats. Well, yeah, I mean, bats aren't the most, <laughs> but they definitely help out with the uh, uh, mosquito yes. population. A lot of That's people, true. you'll see in a lot of outdoor areas, there will be bat houses. Um, bat, yeah, for sure. This is real. Um, where the bats then will come out at night and eat up all the, in, uh, all the mosquitoes. Oh, well, that's always um, good. Yeah. Another thing oh, yeah. is mulching your and maintaining a nice mulch will uh, help with keeping weeds out of your flower beds, which can reduce your use of weed control. Um, and then you can also repel critters with your indoor animals. So this is something we did growing up when we had a dog. We would brush out our black lab and mm. then um, put the hair that came out around the garden and that would repel because they think, Oh, there's a dog here. Like bunnies can smell it and think that there's a dog. So we'll do that also with my cat that I mentioned. Um, we'll brush her out and, and put it out. And actually now that we're in quarantine, um, we've, we've resulted to cutting, uh, Everett and Ryan's hair on the porch. So that it's less of a cleanup. <laughs> so, so you put their hair in the garden too? Yeah. So I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure animals are thinking like there's a human. Um, oh, there's a person here. Yeah. 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 I haven't. Um, I've been super close in this quarantine to actually cutting my hair because it is long and horrifying, but I haven't done it yet because I don't know if I can trust somebody to do yeah. that. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hair. It'll grow back, but 
you know, you just see the horror pictures that are online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one time my mom cut my dad's hair and this was not in quarantine time. My dad just gets like a straight, what zero, like just Just straight razor on the head. Um, for whatever reason, my mom messed it up. Like it was shaved like here, super (laughs) deep. So then I sent her one of the memes that's going around about a bad haircut. And I was like, mom, remember when you cut dad's hair like this? And she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I deny. Totally deny forever. Side <laughs> text my sister. Side text me because I was in a group chat. She's like, I don't think mom wants to remember that time. <laughs> she just completely blocked it out of her head. 100%. She did. She's like, never did that. Nope, never happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so a lot of the small critters probably think there's like a party going on in our yard all the time because yeah. there's this human hair everywhere. Hair everywhere. Yeah. Just cat, human, you name it. There's hair yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, so lastly, one of the things that is recommended is to pay attention to your garden, pay attention to the trees, um, unhealthy leaves or signs of an unhealthy trunk indicate that there's something wrong with the plants um, that are in your yard and that will more than likely attract already unwanted pests or already has attracted unwanted pests. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to get on top of that so that you don't have to use the the industrial stuff um, that gets into the waterways and into the soil. Um, and I'm also hoping these uh, this will help out with the the pests of the door-to-door pest control guys that don't <laughs> like to leave your front porch. They will uh, persist until you make an appointment. So uh, yep. hopefully this will help with that too. You can say, no, I, I got some cinnamon in my pantry that's going to rid me of everything. <laughs> I got a, a giant bag of basil that's really helping me out. <laughs> yeah, like just shaking on my head. <laughs> just walk outside, just shake a bag in his face. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so those are some organic methods. We'll put those in the show notes too. Um, and also the comp in the, um, air, the show notes, I guess on YouTube as well, so that yeah. you can, uh, quickly reference those. Um, there is a list that I also have of organic methods of pesticides, um, which is usually derived from, um, what does that say? Seed extract or tree extract, things like that. I'm not even going to try to pronounce any of these. Um, so I'll put those in the show notes too, so that people can see those and, um, pick it up at like Home Depot or Lowe's, wherever you get your, uh, your pest control. Wherever so. you get your pest control. Do you Where see my, my care? I did. I saw you went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit high up on the screen. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to lower this down a little bit. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it was, it was sudden. It was quick. Oh, I also want to make one more point um, because this is important that not all insects are bad. So there are insects like ladybugs and pollinators that we don't want to get rid of. Um, And so if you can find something or do research on the side um, that of things that attract your bees, because the bee population, as we've talked about, is dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to get rid of those, and we don't want to harm them. So anything we can do to avoid that is uh, recommended for sure. Absolutely, yeah. That's a lot of times that's the problem with those pesticides. The bees, they get it on them, and they take it back to the hive, and it just kills a bunch of people in the hive. So yeah, yeah, don't want that. Exactly. Don't. Well, that was great, Mary. I will definitely have to put some mint 
in the garden. I've got some strawberries growing outside that I would prefer if they were not eaten by rabbits. Yeah, I know. Well, but I love rabbits. Yeah, I mean, rabbits are cool, but, you know, they eat all of, like, the seeds and the, the fruit and stuff I try to grow, so... I don't yeah. really like that very much, but it's the same with squirrels. Like I love, but they make a mess and they waste bird seed. If you put a bird feeder up, I yeah. love watching the squirrels like go in and like, they're just chaos when they eat. So it's really fun, but a lot of people hate squirrels. Did you um, ever and see actually the video. solar panels hate squirrels too. They so. do. They do. That's very true. Um, did you ever see the video of the person who greased the pole for their bird feeder. Oh, yeah. That was like a cartoon. <laughs> it was just trying to run up this little pole and just kept sliding <laughs> it back down. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. But he kept it. going. Like, he was definitely uh, adamant on getting up He's there. He's a little squirrel. Yeah. Nothing will ever be different than, like, it will be better than the squirrels that were on campus when I was in college. Because those really? things, oh, those things were massive. I mean, these really? things had to be like 20 pound squirrels that would just feed off of like old pizza and like just food that students dropped or wow. food garbage cans on the quad. These yeah. things were massive. That's hilarious. Could you imagine? Did. Like, you're just, it's just like boom, boom, <laughs> oh, squirrels coming. <laughs> oh, no, run. <laughs> but they were like kind of friendly, I guess. I mean, they, they were used to humans, so they would just walk up to people when they're yeah. just sitting in the quad and just, like, try to hang out with them. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, campus squirrels. Anybody that's, you know, spent some time on a college campus will know that the there's squirrels are massive and they do what they want. Yeah, we yeah. We don't control them. No, no. Squirrels are definitely those uh, out-of-control ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, For 100%. Sure. Um, all right, so well, what's in your news? Watson, my news. So one of the articles that I had found and I was reading about was green cement. So cement, not something you know, that we typically think about is, you know, needing to be green and needing to be sustainable. And, and you know, it's just, it's cement, it, you know, mm -hmm. it's roadways, it's sidewalks. It, it is what it is. But in reality, it takes a lot into it to actually produce that cement. It's not simply just, you know, mixing a bunch of rocks and, and, dirt and stuff with water and then it just hardens. Yeah. Um, and the actual, the overall industry of concrete and cement production is responsible for somewhere between six and 8% of the annual global greenhouse gas emissions. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't think so, but it's, I mean, it's massive actually, yeah. particularly because when you think about it, there's so much concrete in the world. There is so, yeah, you're right. Like I can look out my window right now and I mean the entire roadway, the whole sidewalk that goes around my neighborhood, uh, many of the driveways, like, and that's just in this, the 10 houses that are right here, the one cul-de-sac. Yeah. Like, well, and they're using it for, I mean, it's the foundation of every right. it's, development. You know, roadways and bridges and buildings and, you know, how many buildings are just concrete bases and everything and, you know, concrete right. beams and. It's everywhere. So right. the industry does produce quite a bit and it's expected to even rise actually because the percentage of countries who are committed to peaking their emissions is going to increase from 36% to 60% from that's from 36 was in 2010, 60s in 2030. 
So the peak of greenhouse gas emissions is not now. It's not going to come for another 10 years, really. And even more countries are going to be peaking, um, which I guess has a silver lining to it in that these places are lowering their emissions or that should be the highest. But that means that those high point of emissions are not going to happen for another 10 years. Right. So it's quite a bit. And one of the things that there's a lot of companies out there trying to do and a lot of research going into is how do we reduce the carbon footprint of concrete and cement production? Uh, and that's where the whole green cement market comes into place. So green cement, and here as I pull up the, uh, the article, so I make sure that I can try and get this information right. Uh, but if I do get it wrong, make sure that you mention it in the show notes to me or in the YouTube comments. Uh, let me know. But green cement is made of a lot of other things. Um, you know, basically all of these companies that are trying to do it are just trying to reduce the amount of carbon put into it. So mm -hmm. like this one point mentions, um, you know, they're manufacturing using, and I'm going to pronounce this horribly wrong, flash calcined metacolon and blast furnace slag. I don't that know what either of those... Like the sludge that's on like the bottom of a boat after you take yeah. it out in the winter. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what any of those mean, but okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so there's a lot of you know programs going into it and a lot of more production happening. Um, I guess I should clarify this because what the article clarifies is talking about a particular type of cement and that's called ordinary Portland cement. Or OPC, um, which I guess is just a, a common type of it. Okay. This type of thing they're trying to make here is environmentally friendly Portland slag cement or PSC. So it's uh, just basically a different type that can potentially, when mixed with the right things, uh, reduce carbon footprints by 70 to 80% compared to the normal type, you know, ordinary cement. Cement That's going great. Um, you know, one of these other points here is mentioning that they're using an alkaline activated clay. So it, it's just, you know, clay has been used in everything, Adobe style homes and everything for hundreds of years, you know, right. to make, to make homes and structures and, you know, pottery and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely got some strength to it. Um, but I guess, you know, alkaline can help it be stronger. Mm -hmm. I guess I don't know. I'm not a not a cement expert, yeah. but um, the green cement industry is growing at such a rapid pace that because it, you know everyone's just trying to be more environmentally friendly on there. So what this article is stating is that North America is actually the largest and the fastest growing market for green cement, which I guess suppose doesn't isn't that crazy because oftentimes North America does lead a lot of green solutions like this um you know an industry type of thing is you know because we're so very fixed in kind of cost and everything if it's right. cost wise it's cheaper to make this green cement and use this you know furnace slag and clay in order to make it then you know hey the people are going to do it um, but as of 2018 i'm gonna let you guess these numbers we're gonna play a fun game uh it's called let marie guess the number Yay! So this is a, it's an old favorite at WhatsApp. Um, but as of 2018, how much do you think the green cement market was valued at? And I will give you a hint that it is above 
100 million. The green cement, I think it was valued at 2.3 billion. Oh, you were on the right track, uh, but it's actually 20 billion. Whoa! $20 billion market as of 2018. That wow. projection with the rate of growth that it's been seeing over time, that's expected to be worth $35 billion in 2024, just four years from now. I feel like we're giving out some like insider trading tips here. Uh, potentially, yeah. Invest in, in green cement. Right. Um, which that kind of level of growth is annualized a little under 10% growth annually in the green cement market so that's incredible you know as far as trading goes definitely invest green cement i feel like this is a good um scenario of like a win-win like it's environmentally friendly and then it also is less expensive which right. that doesn't always correlate no and I, I will clarify i don't know if it's less expensive the oh. article did not state that it specifically was. Yeah. Um, however, it potentially might be. I mean, I feel like with that growth rate, it would. It would I, have. I, to. I mean, if be. it was if it was more costly than doing regular cement, then people wouldn't do it. I don't think so. You'd have your outliers that do it just because they're trying to be environmentally friendly, but you wouldn't have mass adoption like that. You wouldn't have thirty-five billion. Do you think that this could be something um, that could be a line item to be like lead certified? Like your building has to be using green cement? Yeah, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. Because we learned what, that there's all different types of lead certifications. Yeah, so it's a ton. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot of all of those sustainable programs are basically just check boxes and how many boxes do you check determines what level of certification you are. Right. So I know in lead one of at least a couple of the check boxes are having to do with construction materials, whether or not that includes cement, I would have to dive deeper into to actually figure that out, but potentially Could be. or we'll see that in the near future. I feel like that uh, the valuation for it is going to be there. Yeah, it's definitely going to be there. I mean, this yeah. works so perfectly with, I think we did a lot in the news a few episodes ago where I talked about plastic being used to make lumber. Mm -hmm. So, you know, plastic lumber, green concrete, the world's just moving in a more green direction and we love it. Yeah. And look at the facade of building are, is that modern wood with cement feel. Mm -hmm. So get that with some organic paint and we're on our way. Yeah. Next Watts in the News, we'll talk organic paints and we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> renewable paints. Right? Right? I was so. actually I got into a YouTube series of a guy who just like build these underground houses in the jungle. And he oftentimes will just find plants that have like if you like crush them up and you like rub them on stuff, it has like color that comes off of it, basically. Yeah. And he uses those to like paint his home basically that's are they like vivid colors too yeah pretty vivid nice yeah. so he'll do a mix of like that kind of stuff and then we'll use um like watered clay or 
um, you know, like dirt water or something like that to be yeah. able to make like different colors and we'll just like paint his, his underground house. That's really cool. How big are these houses? A massive. Well, I mean, massive in terms of like building these underground houses. Like it's a big enough space that, you know, he's, he builds in like tables and chairs and um, like a pool pretty much is yeah. one of his standards. He always has a pool in these like underground homes and he's got like a little bed area. So, I mean, is it massive? No, but you know, for somebody digging a, ho- a little hole in the jungle, it is, it is pretty big. Yeah. And they're pretty impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's what I YouTube series. It's a YouTube series. From a guy called Mr. Tifu. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been doing in quarantine. <laughs> does he, is it all like hand built yeah. or does he use power tools? Uh, well, no, I guess there's not an outlet all... in the middle of the jungle. Right. Yeah. No, he, he just does it by hand. He's got like this little, like a blade on a stick thing, basically that he just uses to just dig out and like dirt and like shape everything that he needs to. It's pretty wild. That's really cool. We'll link that down below too. While you're watching us on YouTube, then head over to that. Yeah, head over, watch us first and then go watch that one. That one or primitive technology, both of them. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, I've yeah. been really liking this has been showing up on Reddit a lot, but the the compressor thing. Yeah, what is that called? This random stuff. Mm-hmm. I like Those that. Yeah. Those are great. I love when they compress like cans of just anything and it like neatly folds first before it There explodes. was just one. I watched it. It was uh, in a loop, so it just played over and over again. I had to watch it like 14 times. It was like steel beams and it just like, it looked it nicely like condensed itself. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we're stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do this kind of stuff. Yeah. You appreciate yeah. the little things. I guess that's the silver lining in it. Seriously do. Yeah. And then when it's nice out, we can actually go outside and do things. Exactly. Like today. I mean, it's rainy and wet outside, but it's warming up for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sun came out. So, you know, maybe get out and, I don't know. I don't think I've left my house in a few days, so I might want to actually leave. Yeah, you might want to like suck in some fresh air, get that yeah, vitamin outdoors, D. Outdoors is bad. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens. So we'll see how long this keeps going on. You never know. Yeah. Eventually, exactly. one of these days, we'll have a good old-fashioned in-studio episode. I know. I think Lovely. we'll have to get a video camera set up so we can keep the Seriously. YouTube going. Seriously. I think that's the only way we're going to get Connor to participate. He just wants if to If he can show his face? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be famous. Yeah, exactly. Can't blame him. That's the idea. <laughs> well, uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us again. Um, please make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, leave a star, five-star review. Uh, also on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Uh, and now you know what's in the news. What's up? Oh, and lastly, <laughs> if that wasn't good enough, um, make sure you uh, um, follow us across social media, GR, at GRNE Solar, and then also on Instagram uh, at <laughs> What's Up Podcast. I mean, this is just, yeah, we're falling off the train. Yeah, I'm going downhill quickly, so <laughs> better wrap it up now. Yeah, all right. But thank Thanks, you, everybody. everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy.